Racial slurs made during a football game between Lincoln High School and San Clemente has both schools investigating exactly what happened. Multiple spectators, both students and adults, heckled Lincoln players in the cheer squad during the game, using racial slurs including the N-word. Students at Lincoln are predominantly Hispanic and black, while San Clemente's student body is nearly two-thirds white. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Questions still remain about what happened at the football game between Lincoln High and San Clemente. So we have reporters Kristen Takeda and Andrea Lopez Villafania. Let's start at the beginning. What exactly happened on Friday? Yeah, so the school districts are still kind of investigating what's been happening. But basically, we know that a lot of people have said that there were racial slurs directed at Lincoln High students at a football game on Friday night between the two schools. And they... Uh, alleged slurs range from the N-word to um, referring to students as dogs that need to be on leashes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those were some of the big slurs that were said to be said. So, mm-hmm. And how did this news kind of come out? I think it came, it came out over the weekend. Um, it, it seemed to kind of emerge on social media, but also the, both the Lincoln High School and the uh, Capistrano Unified School District, which is where San Clemente is, they both put out statements. So it's um, uh, it's been acknowledged by the schools, too. So. Mm-hmm. And uh, both of you, who have you been speaking to today to try to understand exactly what happened and the reaction from the community? I've been trying to get in touch with some of the cheerleaders from Lincoln High School, as well as some of the parents who were attending the game. I've also been trying to get in touch with the cheer coach from Lincoln High School. Yeah, because it was the cheerleaders who said that, who said a lot of the slurs were targeted towards them, right? Right, and um, I also spoke with a ASB student um, from Lincoln High School who said that she was also told that um, that maybe she should be put on a leash. That's uh, certainly disheartening. So. What are the demographics of these two schools? Because this is obviously about race. So what what's the tension there? I believe uh, San Clemente is about is a majority white school, and then Lincoln High is majority of students of color, uh, mostly Hispanic and African American students. And so, um, yeah, it's un, it's unclear. I, I think it's still unclear exactly exactly who said these slurs, whether mm-hmm. they were students and parents or whether they were students from I mean we don't know who which whether they were students or like who what students they were part of but I, I think a lot of people are um, like presuming it, they were likely from San Clemente High but it's um, I think a lot of those details are still um, at the state of allegations right now and then the school dist- uh, the schools will come out with their investigations but yeah that was probably um, people are pointing out that racial disparity there. Mm-hmm. And what is to be gleamed from this investigation? Like, will these, if they are students, will they face penalties? Like, what, what's the kind of end goal here besides obviously finding out the truth? Um, there, it's not clear yet. Um, none, the school district, Capistrano, hasn't said anything about potential student discipline yet, I'm presuming, because... When it, with investigations like these, the school district is always um, kind of usually cautious to like presume anything until everyone's been interviewed and it's been thoroughly investigated. And they, um, I think, they're also working with the sheriff's department to investigate. So mm-hmm. I think they are they haven't said anything yet about potential 
student discipline, but I imagine that could be on the table. But even if they do end up, um, if anyone ends up disciplining students, that's private information. Like we won't know which students would be disciplined or anything like that, but um, it dep- the school district might present some general information about that, but it, at that at this stage, it's too early to say. Mm-hmm, certainly. And uh, what's been the reaction from the community of San Diego when this happens? Because it appears that race is becoming a more common fixture in our discourse. People are talking about it, about things that should and shouldn't be said. So what are San Diego's leaders saying? Well, I spoke with one of the mothers of the cheerleaders, and she talked about how, wow, this is, they weren't even trying hiding it. You know, they were saying to to these students in public, in front of everybody, they really had no concerns for who might hear them, um, you know, whether that was other people attending the game or any school administrators. Yes, and there have also been a number of community leaders who have been speaking out about this. Um, the San Diego NAACP is a big voice in this, and so um, there's also a social justice group called Generation Justice that has been speaking out, and generally they're calling for more anti-bias effort, uh, focused efforts from the school district and the school. And I asked the school district about what they may already be providing in terms of anti-bias training or uh, courses, and they're telling me that they need to, they're looking into that and they'll get back to me. So we still have yet to figure that out. So we haven't confirmed everything yet, but who do we know did actually heckle some of these students? So what we've been hearing from some people who know about the situation is that they're saying it possibly involved students and also some adults, too. Uh, one of the Lincoln High coaches, football coaches actually said he heard one of the security guards who was hired to uh, staff the event that th- that security guard was heckling a parent, and then when the parent's son, who was a football player, tried to speak up about it or tried to tell the security guard to, uh, to quote, shut up. So it's, uh, and then I know the community leaders who have been speaking out about this have also said they believe the security guards, who there, who, there were a number of them at the event, mm-hmm. they didn't, they failed to prevent these slurs from happening or this heckling from happening. So that might also be part of the investigation that the school district and the school are doing right now. Mm-hmm. Right now we're in a place in which people are speaking out a lot more about racism and discrimination in general. Some people call it cancel culture. Do you think that's kind of affecting how people talk about these issues when they happen? Does it does it feel different than it might have a couple years ago? I think it definitely um, feels different now than it might have a couple years ago. What I was seeing is um, a couple of the students were posting on social media, sharing their experiences, and were getting different kinds of reactions. They were getting some support, and then there's a particular message that I thought was interesting that said, well, how come you didn't record it? Usually we see recordings of these kinds of incidents, so I'm not sure if I can believe you because I didn't see a recording. Um, obviously, that's not something that would be required of them to, hey, so and so is saying this to me, I should record it. You know, they. Some of the students I spoke to were just kind of shocked. They were in disbelief of what was being said to them. So, um, yeah, it, it is interesting how like how visual everything's become in a sense. Yeah, yeah. People are requesting, you know, where's the proof? Where's the video? How come mm-hmm. you didn't record so and so saying this to you when you were by the restrooms? Um, obviously, these students were in shock. Certainly, I 
I just think maybe because social media is such a prominent mode of just a way of it's really easy for these kinds of things to become much more public and much more uh, visible really quickly and so that kind of ups the not that these weren't serious situations before but it's just it, it kind of spreads more quickly and it's just it becomes more of a um, of a public situation um, mm-hmm. quicker and so it kind of raises I, I think it in a way that raises the uh, level of a just intensity or just intensity or speed with which uh, schools have to respond to them yeah and it's worth noting that you know a freshman in high school right now has probably not known a reality without a smartphone so got to keep that in mind too mm-hmm. all right Kristen Takeda Andrea Lopez Villafania thank you so much Thank you. Thank you. In other education news, plans for a new subdivision near Miramar's Alliant University is causing concern. More than 300 homes in the suburban community were destroyed in the 2003 Cedar Fire. The abundance of eucalyptus trees there increases fire risk. Commissioners, who echoed the fire concerns, noted they didn't approve the actual development. They only approved allowing developer KB Homes to seek permission for a zoning change in anticipation of a subdivision proposal. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m. You can also listen to Hot Lava, our Padres podcast. Union Tribune sports editor Jay Posner and baseball beat writer Kevin Acey talk about the team's ups and downs, comings and goings. Look for it on your podcast app or go to uniontrip.com slash hotlava. Until next time.